what do you want to start with? It's a flat on Whatever you want to do. Yeah, that's fine. I, can't hear you. I said, that's fine. I can't. Now we're the only one with the seat, just so it wouldn't hurt. Let's start with that. Just can't breathe. Don't shit design. I can't my just get Yeah, I can't believe we can't find that song. Good morning. Welcome to the house of the Lord this morning. I thank God for letting us come again and worship. And I appreciate these folks that are here. Appreciate these folks that we've asked to sing and are here. Appreciate the fellas taking care of the broadcasts and the sound up in the booth. And thank the Lord for my wife. All the folks that's watching and listening and praying. I'm glad to be here this morning. I have a scripture telling them hard like to read from the 85th Psalm. Starting at verse 1. Reads like this, Lord, thou hast been favorable unto thy land. Thou hast brought back the captivity of Jacob. Now listen at this. Thou hast forgiven the iniquity of thy people. Thou hast covered all their sins, say long. Boy, that's good, ain't it? That makes me feel good this morning. The covering for all our sins. Praise God. It's good to be here this morning. And, uh. Of course, we're looking forward and praying for the time that we can uh, be back in the house with all our friends and loved ones and brothers and sisters that comes to church here and anybody that wants to visit. Uh, we're looking forward to that, but right now, we thank God for what he's letting us do this far. I'm glad we can come and have a broadcast service and folks can listen and watch and pray. And uh, while I'm just praying, and, and we've got, I want to give you a report, a small report and then a prayer request or two, and then we'll pray and then turn over these folks to sing. Uh, but I, I managed to talk to preacher Israel Douglas yesterday, he's still in the hospital battling COVID, uh, but he's much, much better. And, uh, said he might get out today or tomorrow. And so that just really blessed my heart. And, uh, I called and uh, talked to Tim Jones, uh, like, uh, like Israel, Tim and his family's had uh, COVID, but Tim's family didn't have it uh, nearly as bad as it seemed like it. Israel's got it. And Tim said, they're doing good. And so their, their people are getting better. And, uh, we heard a couple more folks that we are acquainted with. Uh, heard one just a few days ago that's uh, got COVID that's uh, close to us. And then just this morning heard of another one that's close to us that's got COVID. And so we want to pray for all those folks and pray for the service this morning. And uh, I, I think this time I probably just, uh, anybody else got a prayer request or anything you want to speak? Okay. Uh, let's pray for this service especially, but let's, let's pray right now. Precious Heavenly Father, thank you for the sunshine this morning. On the outside and on the inside. 
God, thank you for letting me feel your spirit and your presence, God, since early this morning. I'm glad I can feel it now, God, and I thank you for these folks that are here. Just, Lord, bless my heart. When I come in and saw them, I said, thank you, Lord. God, I pray for those folks that are battling COVID, those that have had it and are getting better. We praise you for that and thank you and ask you to continue to help them. Those that have just uh, recently been diagnosed, please help them. God, help our churches, uh, help our pastors across the land. Uh, Lord, this is surely a hard time. Uh, never saw or felt or experienced anything like it. But God, I know you're still in charge and taking care of things. God, we pray for this service and, and all of our sister churches this morning that are having a service of sorts. Some in the house, some live stream, some drive-in parking lot. God, I know you've got it all. And God, I pray and I praise your holy name this morning and in Jesus' name. And amen. See other people respect it, but Amazing Grace, I guess, is my anthem that I like. It's in my heart. 
amazing grace that I've never been able to explain, never been able to sing it all out. We've sung for many years, but I've never been able to tell it all, just like a preacher ain't able to preach it all. But it's there, and God has it in store for us. Jesus, your friends about to die, but tarry he still on behind. So they laid Lazarus in a tomb and said their last goodbyes. Then coming down the road was Jesus right service this morning and coming to sing and just ask God to hide me behind the cross there's nothing that this old man can do that can help this service but try to follow the Lord get me out of the way that you can see him it's not about if we can carry a tune if we know the words how pretty it is or how ugly it is if the spirit's there that's all that matters and uh, I thought what the 
So many people getting sick and troubles and trials and we can't meet in the church house right now. How troubling that is. But then God just brought my thoughts to this song of thank you, Lord. Because even through it all, although we can't meet in the church house, God's come by and blessed us beyond all of our wildest dreams. We've seen souls saved, people getting to know that they got a better place to go after a while, Terry. And that's, that's more important than meeting in this building. I like to limit God, but God has no limits. And that's what this song is. Thank you, Lord. That even in our troubles and trials, we can always say, thank you, Lord. Pray for sun to shine putting the stars in the sky for the flowers that bloom oceans so blue thank you Lord for every sparrow that sings and makes sweet melody that flow the rain and the snow thank you Lord I just want to thank you Lord I just want to thank you Lord for everything you've done for me thank you Lord for me. 
want to thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord. Making me whole, saving my soul. Thank you, Lord. For making me whole, saving my soul. It's good singing. I love those great songs, songs, and I just, uh, I'm like that song. I just want to thank you, Lord, and uh, that song, Amazing Grace. That's my favorite too. It's of all time. I have a lot of my like, but I, that one just, boy, it's just special. I appreciate it because of the amazing grace that saved a wretch like me. Well, it's good to be here this morning, and uh, again, I thank the Lord for the good singing. I want you to pray. I'd like to get. To, where I need to be uh, to expound God's word like it needs to be expounded to be to preach His gospel. I like to read uh, this morning uh, from the second chapter of the book of Joshua. If you'd like to uh, read with me, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, toward the front of the Bible, and uh, I want you to pray. And uh, this is uh, about when. Uh, the spies went down to look into Jericho, and uh, God was, uh, uh, he was going to give them that city that had a big wall around it, but God was going to tear the wall down, and uh, he wanted them to do some things. You know, had to march around the city uh, every day for six days, and then I believe seven times the seventh day, and God brought the wall down, but before, before that all happened, uh, God uh, blessed Israel to send some spies down there to look the city over, and uh of course, when they went down there, the enemy was against them. They were like, kill those men. They were looking for them. And they went to a woman's house that was a harlot. Uh, her name was Rahab. And uh, I've had people say, well, it was odd to me. Why would they go to a woman's house like that? Well, I'm glad that God goes to and uh, sends to his people uh, to folks that are sinners. And uh, he came to uh, seek and to save sinners uh, and uh, I'm glad he did, and Paul said uh, he was the chief among sinners, and, and God came to him. And well, I'm, I'm just a sinner saved by grace, like that song says. I'm glad God came to me. I'm glad I'm saved by the grace of God. Well, uh, then when uh, uh, this woman, Rahab, this harlot, had hid these fellows and uh, uh, rescued them kind of, and uh, she said here, uh, and it's again it's chapter 2 and uh, uh, verse 11, she said, as soon as we had heard these things, and she was talking about how God blessed them to come across the Red Sea and blessed them to have victory over the armies that they faced. As soon as we had heard these things, our hearts did melt. And verse 12, she said, Now therefore, I pray you, swear unto me uh, by the Lord, uh, since I have showed you kindness, that ye will show your kindness unto me and my father's house and give me a true token. And that you will save alive my father and my mother and my brother and my sisters and all that they have and deliver our lives from death. And listen to this. And the men answered her, 
our life for yours, if ye utter not this our business, and it shall be when the Lord hath given us the land that we will deal kindly and truly with thee. Then she let them down by a cord through the window, for her house was upon the town's wall, and she dwelt on the wall. And she said unto them, uh, Get you to the mountains, and let the pursuers, uh, lest the pursuers meet you, and hide yourselves there three days until the pursuers be returned, and afterwards uh, may you go on your way. Well, then down here in verse uh, 18 is where I really want to get to the subject of this message from. And they, they told her, they said, Behold, when we come in uh, to this land, uh, thou shalt bind this line of scarlet thread in the window, which thou didst let us down by, and thou shalt bring thy father and thy mother and thy brother and all thy father's house hold home unto thee. And it shall be that whosoever shall go out of the doors of thy house into the street, his blood shall be upon his head, and we will be guiltless. So that's quite a bit of reading. Uh, but my subject today is, is the scarlet thread, the power, and the promise. And uh, boy, when I, I, when I was just a, maybe a teenager, I heard Elbert Smith uh, preach on this, and uh, it was like, wow. I can remember listening to it like, wow. Well, when I was studying it uh, this time, when God put it on my heart, again, I thought, wow, this scarlet thread. And, uh, of course, it said uh, cord down here in verse 15, but same word, uh, thread, cord, line, uh, this scarlet line, well, uh, where does it go to? Well, what this represents, uh, this scarlet thread, uh, boy, it represents the bloodline of Jesus Christ. And uh, I'm glad that uh, uh, God had a token uh, he put in my soul. And I'm glad it's a promise and it's got power in it. I, I don't worry about it failing because it's by the hand and the power of God. Now, I want to talk about this a little bit. You know, this woman Rahab, uh, she was a sinful woman, very, you know, a scandalous woman. She was a harlot. Uh, but she trusted the Lord and God saved her and used her uh, to reach out and save her family. I'm telling you what, uh, when people get saved, uh, they've got the ability to influence their family and be a light to them. Now, just because I'm saved uh, uh, doesn't mean that my family uh, will automatically all get saved. But uh, whoever you are or whoever I am, if we'll do what God wants us to, God will use us to be a light to them. And so uh, this Rahab, well, how, how much of an uh, impression was she? How, how important was she? Well, if you read the Bible, uh, uh, she uh, stopped being uh, a scandalous woman and uh, she married uh, into the family uh, that was the forerunners of David. Uh, King David, uh, she was his great-great-grandmother. You think about that. Uh, this woman had been a harlot. Uh, God made her into the family of David and was, was his great-great-grandmother. Well, what's that mean? That puts her in the lineage of Christ. Uh, boy, uh, you can read that over in the book of Matthew and uh, you can read over in the book of Hebrews. Uh, you know, that, that call that, I call that uh, the hall of faith over in Hebrews in the 11th chapter. Talks about people moved by faith. Talks about Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and a lot of them. And who does it mention over there? It mentions that woman Rahab. Uh, boy, she moved by faith, the Bible said. I'm glad, regardless of what sins you've committed or what you've done or where you've been. I, I talk to people pretty regular. says, well, I, I'd like to get saved, but I'm just not worthy. Well, praise God today. Uh, you don't have to be worthy. Uh, Jesus was worthy for you, and he was worthy for me. He's the one that's worthy. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. Uh, boy, I'm glad today we've got a scarlet line like that. Well, 
how long uh, is that scarlet line? Uh, I'm telling you what, uh, let me tell you this. Uh, this uh, scarlet thread, uh, this scarlet line, uh, it reached back uh, before uh, Adam and Eve. Uh, before them, preacher, uh, yeah. It reached back before the garden was ever made. It reached back uh, before the world uh, was ever hung in space. Uh, preacher, uh, how do you know that? Uh, well, over in the book of Revelation, uh, I think it's uh, maybe uh, the 18th uh, chapter and the 13th verse. Might have that wrong. Uh, but over, uh, I probably got it marked. Let me look and see. I uh, want to tell you the, the right thing over here. Uh, but listen, I want you to get this. Uh, doesn't matter. It's over in the book of Revelation. It talks about it. It talks uh, about uh, this line. And it talks about uh, It talks about uh, the Lamb of God. Uh, and it says uh, this, uh, there is a a book of life of the Lamb of God. And what's it talk about that? It says it was there before the foundation of the world. Think about that. Uh, the book of the life of the Lamb of God uh, which uh, was there before the foundation of the world. That's the blood of Christ. Well, what's that mean, preacher? It means uh, in the foreknowledge of God. Uh, well, I do have a, a scripture mark in First Peter. Uh, maybe I can get that. And it goes along with it. Listen at this. Uh, verse 18, chapter 1 in, in the book of First Peter. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things uh, as silver and gold and from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb uh, without blemish and without spot who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world but was manifest in these last times for you. And so we sometimes say it this way. Uh, Jesus Christ stood as a lamb slain before the world was ever made. Before Adam ever got his first breath, there was already a redeemer. The bloodline was already in place. Uh, uh, the scarlet thread uh, was already being uh, tied in the wind of Billy Ray. Boy, I'm, I'm glad for Rahab. Uh, it blesses me when I read about her. I said, thank God, uh, but I'm going to get more personal than Rahab. I'm glad for me. Because the Lord did that for me. Well, let's look at a few things. won't take my time. Uh, let's look at some examples uh, that tells us uh, about the scarlet thread, about the bloodline. Uh, well, uh, you come down uh, into the creation. God created Adam and Eve. We all know the story about the creation. We all know the story about the, uh, the fall, about when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. And God had told them if they would take of the, uh, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil uh, that they would surely die. Well, they did die spiritually. And uh, God uh, put them out of the garden because of sin. Uh, well, I'm, I'm telling you what, and, and get this part. Uh, when Adam and Eve, uh, they'd been doing so well, but when they'd sinned, uh, and then uh, they uh, heard God come walking in the cool of the garden or in the cool of the day in the midst of the garden. When God come on the scene, you know what they felt like? They felt like they were guilty. Mike, I remember when God uh, come walking through the garden of the church and I felt guilty before God because I had sin in my life. I tried to straighten up. I said, I'll be a better boy. I, I, I'll mind mommy better. I, I'll try not to tell a liar or I'll try not to do anything wrong. Uh, but I, I couldn't cover my sins. Well, Adam and Eve, uh, they tried to cover their sins. Uh, boy, uh, they made themselves uh, uh, aprons of fig leaves. And I suspect that they were probably sown as uh, precisely as they could have sown them. 
Uh, boy, I'm telling you what, uh, I, I suspect they probably did the best job they could when God come on the scene. And, and well, uh, he wanted to know, why did you hide yourself? Uh, because we were naked. How did you know you were naked? God already knew the answers to those questions. Uh, but he asked them so they would look at the answer. He wanted them to realize they were sinners. You've got to realize you're a sinner before you can get saved. I'm glad when God talked to me, he let me realize I was a sinner. Uh, but listen, uh, those fig leaves, uh, they couldn't cover up Adam and Eve like they needed to. And so when the, when the fig leaves, when their own work failed, see, we're, we're never satisfied. We never satisfy God by our works. It's not by works, uh, but it's by the shed blood of Jesus. It's by the bloodline. It's by the scarlet thread. And so when those uh, fig leaves didn't work, you know what, God, uh, he made them a covering of skins. He made them a covering of skins. Boy, you go with me here. I know you're uh, with me and ahead of me here. Let me make this point. In order for God to get the skins of animals, there were some animals that had to die. There was some blood that had to be shed. Way back there, uh, God was giving a lesson. He was pointing down through time to the cross. Uh, there, uh, uh, there was a blood that was going to be shed uh, for the sin of humanity and for my sins. Well, a little long later, wasn't long after that, remember uh, Abel and Cain, uh, they realized they were sinners and they realized they needed to make an offering to God. They need to recognize God. Well, Abel. Uh, he made an offering uh, of the animals that he had. Again, there was blood that was shed. Well, Cain, uh, he uh, grew plants, and uh, he was a farmer, and he brought the, probably the best of his stuff, I'm sure, and presented it to God, but God didn't accept it. God was telling a story. Uh, there has to be blood shed. And, of course, God did say to Cain, if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. We've all got sin in our life. It takes the shed blood of Christ to take care of it. God accepted Abel's offering, but he didn't accept Cain's. It's got to be the shedding of blood. God was telling a story. He's pointing us to the cross. Boy, I'm, I'm glad. Let me, let me go on up in the book of Acts, and you just keep praying. The bloodline, it's, it's all the way through the Bible. It was before the world. It'll be after the world. We'll get into that later. But the, the bloodline, the scarlet thread, the power and the promise, what kind of power does it have? Well, it has a power to deliver us from sin and death and hell. Praise God. What is the promise? We got the promise of eternal life in Christ Jesus when we're washed in the blood of the Lamb. Well, Israel, you Bible readers know there was a time when Israel was in bondage maybe 430 years. Uh, and they, a large part of that they spent down in Egypt. And they were in bondage, but they got to talking to God. And, uh, God said, I'm going to deliver you. And you know the story, he sent Moses down there to deliver them out. Pharaoh didn't want to let them go. God sent some plagues down there. And I'll not go through all them. We come down to the last plague, the death of the firstborn. Uh, when it come to pass, and uh, God told them down there, he said, uh, there's going to be uh, death come through the land. Some folks call it angel of death. God's, God's judgment uh, came on the land. Here's what the, the story was. God told them, said, I want you to take a lamb, a lamb of the first year, a male, without a spot or a blemish, got to be perfect, the best you got, and kill it. Shed the blood of the lamb. Boy, talk about telling a story. Uh, shed the blood of the lamb and eat of that. Eat the flesh of that lamb. 
but take the blood and apply it to the sides of the door and across the top of the door. Uh, put the blood of the lamb on there. And then when death comes through in the night, uh, when it comes by, uh, if, it, uh, if it sees the blood, it'll pass over you. The New Testament said Jesus Christ became our Passover. And that's what it was pointing to, pointing to Jesus. This is part of the scarlet thread. Let me, let me pause here and give you some thoughts I had this morning. Uh, maybe some of them last night, but mostly this morning from talking to people. A lot of times I talk to people and, and sometimes uh, they explain to me that they're all right. Uh, when I talk to them maybe about getting saved, some of them, I've had people tell me, well, I'm all right. I, I try to treat people right and I try to do right and I try to live right. Uh, listen, uh, let, me, let me just make this example to you. What if uh, back in that day when the Lord said, I want you to put the blood on the sides of the door and cross the top of the door. Because when death comes through the land, if that blood's not there, uh, the firstborn, whether it's human or animals, the firstborn of every family is going to die. Death is coming. Just imagine with me. Just imagine with me. If somebody said, well, now that blood's messy. I had a woman say one time, I, I get tired of hearing about that blood. Uh, boy, that made me sad. I never, Billy Ray, I never get tired of hearing about the blood of the Lamb. It may seem messy uh, to her or somebody, but let's go back to my story. What if a man or a woman said, oh, that's too messy. I, I don't want that blood on my doorpost and across the top. I know what I'll do. I'll just make me up a paper and I'll write down all the good things that I've done. I'll write down the charity works that I've done. And I'll write down how people thinks of me. I'm, I'm well thought of in my community. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just such a, a nice person. I'm, I'm going to write that down. And, and I ought to be excused uh, because I've done everything I know to do. Uh, kind of like the rich young ruler that came to Jesus. And Jesus shared with him uh, about the commandments. He said, all these I've kept from my youth up. Jesus said, you lack one thing. Go sell what you got and give it to the poor. The young man went away sorrowful. Why was that? He loved his riches uh, more than he loved uh, the idea of following Jesus. Now, I don't know what Jesus would have done. wouldn't have mattered. But I suspect if he'd have went and sold all his goods and given poor, I suspect God would give him back more goods than he had to start with. But it doesn't matter uh, if, he, uh, if, he give them, if he give them all away. In other words, if he'd have loved the Lord uh, more than he loved his riches, then he would have had what he needed. He'd have had Jesus. But what if a person would have put on their, on their doorpost, here's my list of qualifications. I'm not going to put the blood on there, but I'm going to tell you how good I am. Uh, let's go another way. What? Uh, back here, there were a lot of things that were recognized by gold. You know, uh, in the temple, a lot of things was covered with gold. What if a fellow uh, was real rich and uh, he had uh, goldsmiths working for him? And he said, well, I don't want blood on my doorpost, but I'll, I'll plate it in pure 24 karat gold. I'll fix it where it's the best looking doorpost in town. Here's the problem with that. Uh, that's not what God said when, when, uh, when the so-called death angel come through, uh, if that's what you want to call it, uh, the judgment of God when it passed through. Uh, if it didn't see the blood, the firstborn had to die anyway. Listen, if you don't have the blood then death's going to take place. And I'm telling you what, it takes the blood uh, to rescue us from our sins. It takes the blood. I'm, I'm glad for that uh, scarlet thread that come all down through time. I'm glad for that scarlet thread. I'm glad for the blood of Jesus. You know what? When Jesus was here, 
uh, he's our great high priest. Back under the law, uh, those natural priests that served in the temple back there, uh, they'd go in once a year to offer blood upon the altar in the holiest of holies uh, for their self and for the people. And that was pointing to Jesus. But when a real high priest came, he entered into heaven. He offered his eternal blood upon heaven's altar throne. And uh, he didn't have to offer it for himself, Doug. Uh, he just had to offer it for us because he didn't need uh, a sin offering uh, because he was already perfect in uh, heaven before the world was. And again, I want to say uh, he was a lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Well, then why, preacher, did he need to die on the cross? Well, because that's what was in God's foreknowledge, and that's what he'd foreordained, and that's, that's what he'd planned, and that was his purpose. He did that in front of the whole world that we could see Jesus, that he had died for us, so we'd have a gospel to preach. Boy, I'm glad I got a gospel to preach today. I'm glad that God is real. I'm telling you what, I'm glad for what I feel, and I feel heaven in my soul this morning. I'm glad for the bloodline. It started before the world was. It'll be thereafter the world ends uh, because uh, the Bible tells me that the blood of Christ uh, secured all things through Jesus Christ, whether in earth or in heaven. And so uh, what's that mean? It means what I've got's not just uh, good down here, but it's gonna be good when time's no more. When the Lord splits the eastern sky and he comes after his uh, little church and he says, come my children, and we take our flight. The dead in Christ will rise first. And Linda, then we, which are alive, remain. We'll be changed in a moment, a twinkling of an eye. I'm telling you what, people's looking maybe for the world to last another million years. It could end this morning. And God, he could come on a cloud of glory in the midst of my preaching. Boy, if he did, I would have to finish the message because I'd just be changed in a moment. I could go. Boy, I wouldn't get ahead of you folks. When the dead in Christ rise first, then we'd go just like that. We'd be changed. We'd have our glorified bodies. I'd get rid of this ache back here. I'd get rid of my tiredness and fatigue. Boy, Talk about energy. I believe that glorified body would have energy to burn. We'd go to meet him in the air. So would we ever be with the Lord. But listen, you've got to get the blood applied. You've got to get it in order to be in that number. You've got to be washed in the blood of the Lamb. You can have Jesus. He offers it to you. The blood of Christ cleanseth from all sin. You can have the blood. You can be part of the bloodline. You can be a part of the scarlet thread. Boy, I praise God. Uh, listen, folks. Let me, let me give you one more thing. I'll probably come to a close. When Jesus was being taken captive there in the garden, and you remember Simon Peter? Uh, boy, what a great man he was, but sometimes he moved on his own. Uh, he went out there and he took his sword. And he began to fight with the people who was arresting Jesus, and he cut a fellow's ear off. Uh, Jesus put it back on. Uh, Jesus said to Peter words something like this, Peter, uh, that's not the kind of battle that I come to fight. And he said this. He said, don't you know that I could ask my father and he would send more than 12 legions of angels to fight? Uh, well, if uh, according to history, a legion's uh, 6,000. So if, they, if you sent just even 12 legions, uh, I guess that'd be 72,000. 72,000 angels. What about that? 
Oh, you can read back in the scripture. I, I remember one place when uh, the Assyrians were fighting against the children of Israel and uh, God sent an angel uh, to rescue his people. One angel. And overnight, he killed 185,000 Assyrians. Now, listen at this. Listen at the scope of this. If one angel uh, could kill 185,000 Assyrians, uh, what, could, uh, what could all those uh, 12 legions of angels, uh, 72,000? See what I'm talking about? Uh, we're not just getting by, uh, just barely. Uh, we're getting by. This is the promise and the power of God in the bloodline. But Jesus said, Peter, uh, that's not the kind of battle I come to fight. Uh, he said, I could call uh, God. He'd send more than 12 legions of angels, but I need to do this so the scripture will be fulfilled. And uh, going back uh, to what he said about this was in God's foreknowledge, uh, uh, he'd foreordained it before the foundation of the world. Jesus is saying, this is the plan. They didn't take Jesus' life from him and his blood was not spilled. It was shed. The shed blood of Jesus on the cross of Calvary. He died, he was buried, he rose from the dead. He's alive. Listen to me out there listening. If you are not saved, you need to get saved. You need to get in the bloodline. There's enough blood for you. Like that old song, there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. Boy, praise God, I'm glad that I was able to have the blood applied to me. If you're not saved this morning, get saved. Get saved, friend. Let God put the blood on you. That's probably enough preaching. If you hear, would y'all have another song sing? If you could, if you do, you go. Okay, no, okay, that's all right. Uh, appreciate the songs you sang already. All right, we'll just come to a close in. If you're out there listening and God's speaking to your heart, talk to the Lord. Uh, you need the scarlet thread woven through your life and applied to your soul. If you're saved, live for him. Remember this point. I'm going to sum this up, and then I'll come to a close. Consider this point. When Rahab had the promise from God's men, the option was there to gather her family up in her house. And they had to be behind the scarlet thread uh, to get rescued. If they went their own way and went out the door, they could go on. Uh, it was nobody forced to stay there. That's just like salvation. When you see Christ moving in the church and in your family and your friends, you can have that, but you've got to come. You've got to come at the call of God. And when you get it, you can help others. So if, if you're saved, live for Jesus. Let God move through you and show somebody else Jesus. If you're lost, listen to the call of God. Let God help you. Seek and you shall find. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. So the scarlet thread, the power and the promise. Well, it's victory down here and it's victory in glory. Okay, I'm going to say a prayer. Let's all stay and I'll, I'll close with a prayer. Or no, I'll tell you what. Uh, Mike Thompson, let me get you to pray close in prayer. Would you do that? Amen. Thank you. And thank you, fellas, and thank you, everybody watching.